This is Jewish Board Talk with Sharice Zephard, only on 101.9 High FM. If it wasn't for the advent of the COVID-19 pandemic, Harold Levy would still be practicing as an optometrist in his 91st year. So begins an article in Jewish Affairs by Stephen Katsu, Levy's son-in-law. While the article points to Harold's uninterrupted 65 years of work, Stephen explores what makes Harold's story so unique. I'm absolutely delighted to have Harold and his wife, Sunette Levy, join me now to tell me more about the working relationship. Sunette and Harold, welcome, and thank you so much for joining me. It's our pleasure. Thank you. In the article, Stephen talks about people who carry on working into their 90s. It's not often, but it's you're not the only person, Harold. But it must Mm. have been devastating for you when COVID hit and you were forced to close your practice. It wasn't easy to cope with that because uh, the practice that we were in, including the previous one, goes back probably over 20 years. That's your life almost, that you've been doing it. Maybe even more than 20, my wife says this. Over 65 years that you were in both practices. Oh, it was both, yes. Very hard to give up something after you've given your life work to it. Harold, most people kind of are retired at 65, more or less, maybe the later 70. What made you carry on working? It's just that I enjoyed it very much. And the people who are my patients relied on me. And if I go, they've got to find some other person. And that's not easy. They, A lot of them insist, even to this day, that I come to the practice and I do the examination on them personally. And they're not happy if I can't do that. And I feel very bad about it because I think they've supported me and it's up to me to reciprocate and support them in any way I can. In six, five years, you must have seen a lot of change in the industry. What was it like starting out as a young ophthalmologist at the time? It was such a long time ago that you you couldn't do optometry in South Africa. The only place that did it was the uh, uh, technical college in um, Elo Street that was actually almost adjacent to the uh, the railway station, Bog, Bog railway station. And that's where we did the course. A different course today, a much more uh, inventive and a lot of things that we didn't learn have been included. The things we didn't learn, we had to do it ourselves. That's how it worked out. Today it's a varsity degree. Sunette, let's bring you in here. Um, one of the things that Stephen talks about in his article in Jewish Affairs is the partnership between the two of you and the fact that it's been a, a joint practice at, at so many levels. Your 65 years, when you think back on, on those years. Harold is very easy to work with. And I, I mean, I was only the receptionist. I had nothing to do with the actual eye examinations. Uh, it was... Uh, Look, we had our ups and downs, everybody does, you know, with an argument here, an argument there. But otherwise, it, it was easy. Harold's not a difficult person to work with. And he loves he loves what he's doing, which makes it so much more enjoyable for everybody. <clears throat> so, let you talk about an, an argument here or there. I mean, how many years have you been married? Uh, 62. 62 years. 
And mm-hmm. you've been helping him in the practice for 60 of those years. And you often That's wonder right. what it is like to, you know, work with a, a spouse, possibly even children. You know, to what extent do you take business home? To what extent do you find time for personal relationship and work relationship? And how do you distinguish those boundaries? It is difficult because you do bring problems from work home. It is, that definitely is difficult. But you, you learn to cope with it. You learn not to, you know, you, you can bring the argument home or whatever you decided at, at, at work and talk about it at home, but it mustn't, inter- it mustn't influence your life at home. The only difficult part about it, one difficult part, was that we didn't go away as often as what I think we should have over the 60 years because mm-hmm. it meant that, you know, both of us were going and uh, and we had to get somebody into the shop, not only to do a locum, but also to sort of, sort of replace me, although I'm not <laughs> irreplaceable. But, uh, you know, I think that, that made it a bit difficult. But mm-hmm. otherwise... It was fine. Even when I, when, you know, when we first got married and I was working not with Harold, I was working in the mornings. In the afternoons, I would go and do, I would go to the optometrist and, and work there. So I've always been with him. So it was very much a natural transition. Yeah. It was. So you were going there anyway and then it just made more sense to, um, did he pay, did he pay you well? Did you get, uh, I know yes. leave was a, leave was clearly a problem, but payment increases annual bonuses. <laughs> my bonus is my three beautiful daughters. That mm. was my bonus. <laughs> you speak about not bringing the problem home from work, but I actually thought it would be a bigger problem taking a fight at home into the office. But I'm imagining that that never actually happened. No, I don't remember ever having that. Problem. No. We we never we never have a fight, and if I, if we do have a fight, he I, wins. I don't win it. <laughs> <laughs> so, Nathan Harold, Harold, you want to go back to work? Have you actually started going back into the office? I have been going back, but just on the odd occasion, where where people are insistent that they see me. So, in a case like that, I I go back and I do it. But other than that. I was thinking that uh, if things normalize, I might go back for, say, two or three three days in the week. I, I won't do a, a, a full month's work. That I don't feel like doing. Wow, that's a new one. But, uh, that's good. But just to keep you occupied, <laughs> I think uh, going in just for a couple of days here and there, you know, would make me very happy. Hmm. Harold loves optics. He really loves his work. So evident. That is absolutely so evident. And, you know, as, as you said before, 65 years, you get to know people. People rely on you. Um, have you thought about um, passing your business on? I'm, I'm assuming none of your daughters are optometrists. No. I, I was hoping that would occur, but uh, none of them decided to, to carry, carry on from me. And uh, that I'm, uh, I'm very unhappy that it didn't take place. But everything worked out well in the end. As it does. And, and Snit. I think it's enough. I think Carol, I think it's really enough now. But I do see when he goes in to test somebody's eyes, he comes home and it's as though he's had a vitamin B injection, you know? <laughs> he's really happy about it. So yeah. 
if it makes him happy, but I wouldn't like him to go back full time anymore at all. <laughs> yeah. You know, I thought one afternoon a week would be more than enough. So, Nessa, are you going with him? Oh, yes, I am. <laughs> I don't mind. I don't mind going with, you know, that's not a, an issue. It's just that uh, it's too much, you know, that regular. He was mm-hmm. working very hard. You know. So it's basically for the patients that you've known and loved, rely on you that you'll still come in for, but you're not yeah. possibly taking on new, any, any new clients. No, he wouldn't. He wouldn't let him no. promise me no more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> the thing is, is, if I'm at the practice and I'm, I'm attending to somebody who particularly wants to see me and somebody else walks in and says they'd like to see me as well, then I won't turn them away. I didn't intend doing more than one person. But it can happen that somebody walks in and they say, Mr. Levy, good to see you again. I'm here and I want you to help me. And I'll do that. Over the 65 years, do you have like one dominant memory that you think back to and you both giggle and you both laugh around or about? Lots of those memories, I think. I think Steve picked them all up, most of them, on the, on the story that he wrote. Yeah. You know, I don't know. I, I can't think of anything at the moment that's, I don't know. You do, Harold? I don't know. Yeah, well, we started off in, uh, what practice was it? Mayfair was the first one, right? Mm. Huh? Yeah. And I think, I think our, our memories are, are more directed in that direction, uh, to Mayfair. Because there, there were some wonderful people there, and uh, it was our first encounter with uh, optometry and uh, all the different. In Mayfair at that time, it was a motley mixture, all sorts of people and all sorts of religions. They were all there, and uh, even some of the most popular boxers in South Africa came to me. And their wives came as well with black eyes. Yeah. The one book, that, that, the one that is quite memorable, yes. <laughs> I hope, I hope, Sinead, that you dealt with the husbands before Harold did. I had one patient who was a, a boxer and he was very short sighted. He couldn't see properly. They needed contact lenses when he boxed. And every month he used to come back and say, you know what? I had that fight and the guy gave me a crack and my lens fell out of my eye. We were looking for the lens on the floor. <laughs> so there were a lot of funny things that happened there, funny yeah. stories. You would think that not being able to see would be a terrible disadvantage for a boxer. So I'm wondering if he carried on professionally. Uh, yeah, that's the thing is he, he could see once he had the lens. But once you got a punch in the face, that was the end of the, the lens. <laughs> I asked him, I said, did you win the match? <laughs> <laughs> no, they disqualified him. <laughs> <laughs> so I know there are other stories in Stephen's um, article, for example, of the man who helped himself to a pair of Ray-Bans and, and definitely other memories. So just to say thank you to both of you for joining me um, and sharing your oh. memories. And if anybody would like to read the article, it is in Jewish Affairs and it's Stephen Katsu, and, and he's basically paying tribute to my guests who are Harold and Sinet Levy, who um, have been working together in, in the, uh, well, Harold as an optometrist and uh, Sinet as his partner and receptionist for the last uh, 60 odd years. 
Harold, I see your daughter Risa is with you. Um, Risa, you want to talk a little bit about your dad and how he keeps up with the profession over the 65 years? Absolutely. I, uh, you know, one of the things that really dawned on me when I, you know, a- arrived only a week ago from, from Israel was, you know, my dad said, uh, he asked me, you know, Risa, will you help me submit my exams? I said, you know, what exams, dad? He says, no, I do the professional development uh, for optics on a regular basis. And I've got my exams, which are multiple choice to submit via computer. So his technical skills are not that uh, brushed up, but his optical skills certainly are. Mm-hmm. So on a regular basis, he kind of explained to me that he needs to do 30 units or 30 points a year. And uh, he does this in order to keep up with the, you know, optical standards in South Africa, which are remarkable. I even think that he studied, he, he did his exams for overseas as well, Dad, just to keep up with the youngsters and make sure that, you know, all the new insights and information is, uh, you know, he's, yeah. you know, skilled at it. I think it's just uh, amazing. That yeah. a man, man of his incredible, absolutely incredible, and I'm very tempted to give your dad's contact details over the phone in case people would like to go and see him. But I, I <laughs> dare not because I'm a bit worried Sinet is going to object. So I can see why, Harold. People have been coming to you. I mean, your passion for what you do is absolutely remarkable and just well done. And I can understand why Steve chose to write the story. So just to say. Thank you to you and Sunette for joining me and also Risa for contributing there and just giving us a little bit more insight into your dad. So to the three of you, thank you very much for joining me. Thank you. Thanks a lot. Thanks, Risa.